You're listening to Heart Food Podcast, episode 99 with Dr. Shante Cofield. Welcome to Heart Food. I'm your host, Ashley Pardo Ortega. This is a weekly podcast for introverted, super sensitive, smart, and deeply ambitious women who have a call in their heart that they deserve more. My goal is to give you more strength, freedom, confidence, and purpose in your life through the four different avenues that this podcast will be covering. Mindset, nutrition, health, movement, and cooking, business, sales, communication, and entrepreneurship, and lastly, spirituality and psychology. Be sure to follow me on Instagram and reach out to me at any time at Ashley K. Pardo. Share this podcast with others who you think might love it. And please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of Heart Food Podcast. I'm so excited for you to listen to the wisdom in today's episode with my good friend, Dr. Shante Cofield. Shante is actually a physical therapist by trade, but she has had an, a super inspiring journey going from being a physical therapist to now working fully on her own brand, which is the Movement Maestro. You can find her on Instagram. All of her information is in the show notes where she teaches courses about Instagram. She coaches people on digital business, and she also teaches her own in-person seminars. She used to work for a company called Rock Tape, but now she does all of her own stuff full-time, and she is truly somebody who is living a life authentic to them, not only in where she lives. She lives in Los Angeles right now, and she loves it but also in the way that she portrays herself. She is somebody who is so fun and entertaining to be around. She is a character and somebody who is so authentically themselves that you just really want to be around them. And those people are really rare. So every time I see one, I'm like, oh my God, (laughs) like we need to be friends. And that's how I felt when I met her. Um, she shares her expertise around movement on Instagram. She also talks a lot about personal development. So I really think that anybody who is on a journey of growth can gain insight from what she says. In this episode, we talk a lot about a bunch of different things related to personal development, and we actually don't talk at all about movement. I think I asked her one question around like how she stays consistent with her exercise, but Movement is her expertise, but she's really coming into, again, business strategy, living your most authentic life. And in this episode, it's really just about Shantae's story and pulling back the curtain on her life and her journey and what it's taken to, you know, live the way that she's living today. So we talk a lot about the growth mindset. We talk about living authentically. We talk about patience, taking action, being consistent, and then Shantae ends by giving us a couple, you know, practical business tips for Instagram or if you want to build a business on social media or through email or digitally. So highly recommend following her and being connected with her. She will DM you if you write to her and just grateful that she came onto the show. Also, I can't believe that this is episode 99. Like how crazy is that? Um, next week for episode 100, we are going to have a Q&A episode. So I will be releasing 
you know, calls for questions for that, which I'm so excited about. And I just really can't believe that we're almost at 100. Like it really blows my mind. So that's just a reminder to you, just get started on the thing. (laughs) Just do it. It's probably not going to be awesome in the beginning. And I think I shared that I listened to my past podcast episodes (laughs) you know, a couple days ago and like the first couple and I couldn't listen to myself because I've just changed so much. But I think we all have to go through that. So I encourage you to listen to this episode, be inspired, take action. And also I can't wait to start sharing business content on my social media channels and through email beginning on December 1st, where I'm officially moving into business season business specifically for introverts. So I've been developing all of the content for that, sales, communication, general entrepreneurship, how to create a digital product, how to organize your expertise, all things that I'm totally obsessed with. But I can't wait to start sharing that. I can't wait for you guys to be exposed to this information. Uh, In the meantime, make sure that you follow Shantae at The Movement Maestro. Again, her information is in the show notes, and I really hope that you enjoy this episode as much as I did. Thank you so much for being here with me today, Shantae. Thank you for having me. Super pumped. This is awesome. Yeah, I'm super excited. So I met you about a month ago now at Dr. Tina's uh, Docera Summit dinner, and I had been following you for a long time, but when I met you in person, I was like, oh my God, she's so much more awesome than, than I thought she would be. You're just somebody who is so authentic and so real and so passionate about what they do. And that's something that for somebody who also has that inside yeah. of them, like I recognize that too yes. in other Thank people. You. So I knew instantly, I was like, I want to have her come on the show to talk about you know, what she does and, and how you got there. So let's start there. For people who maybe don't know you, take this question in the direction that you want to. Um, what do you do now and how did you get to do that. Totally. So first off, again, thank you for this. This is awesome. And I totally agree. Same, same. I met you and I was like, oh my God, energy, same person, must talk to her and hang out Mm -hmm. with her all the time. So (laughs) totally agree. Uh, As for my my story, I started off as a traditional physical therapist. Um, I still am a physical therapist. I don't practice anymore. I spend most of my time, you know, in, on Instagram creating digital content. I do some coaching. Um, I have my own movement courses. And all of that came from, I would say, being discontent. Mm. And I went into PT because I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I wanted to be an orthopedic surgeon. And I was like, I kind of don't want to do that. I don't want to spend the rest of my life in school. And I actually want to talk to people. I like talking to people. So went into PT, went to PT school, got in, went through PT and hated it. And I was like, this is not what I signed up for. Like, I think people are getting better just if they are getting better because they've been here for six weeks, like, and then they go back and do the thing they want to do and they're hurt again. So if I can stop you there, I feel like that's such a common thing. Like for so many of us who have like the path outlined or the path that we think yes. that we do. And we're like, yeah, when I get there, like things yes. are going to be amazing. And then you do it and you're like, yes, uh-huh. like why <laughs> this isn't totally. actually what I wanted. And it's easy to stay there. Yes, it is harder to do something. Like, so, you know, it's it's like, I'm so glad you pulled that out. Like, so I actually have a tattoo on my, my left arm is I have a sleeve and the top half, it really represents kind of my journey. The top half I got done 
And I went to the guy and I did all the searching, went to the guy and I was like, I want it like this and this color and looking like this, like so strategic. And then before I left New York, I got the, st- the bottom half of it done. I quit my job. I was like, you know, free to get the full tattoo. And I went to him and I was like, do what you want. And it really symbolized like me, you know, like letting go and also realizing that like what's going to happen is going to happen. You can't plan for every single little thing because it, it doesn't work out. So you can have like a rough idea of like, I want to go in this direction. But I learned, you know, over the years, like, oh, that direction often changes and pivots. And the, the, the person who's able to go with that and who is the most adaptable via versus the most adapted is the person that succeeds. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that led me to, I, I moved to California and I was still treating a little bit, but I had discovered the digital, digital space a few years before I moved. And, you know, I started working for this company named Rock Tape and I got to travel the country teaching for them. And that's actually why I quit my job or how I quit my job. So, you know, you're speaking to, it's easier to, it often is easier to stay in that thing that's kind of safe, but like so boring. And I'm not, I would never tell someone like, just leave right now, just do it. Cause yeah. that's not how I am. No. Yeah. Right. Like I left you when money. the net was kind live. of there. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I don't be homeless. Like, yeah. I left because you know, I had rock tape and I had started doing my own thing on my own. And I think that's what people need to be looking at is like, suddenly you need to fill your whole schedule. Like I wanted to change, but I wasn't really ready to like leave the other thing behind. So I was like, this means I'm going to be working for 20 hours a day and that's okay because yeah. this way I can actually start doing the new stuff. And then eventually I can leave that old stuff behind. I can step off of that and step onto the new thing because, you know, it's safe and it's what I really want to be doing. So now I do, I'm all digital. I do teach some in-person courses, but I do online coaching. Uh, I do like digital products for movement enthusiasts. I'll say movement professionals. And I am uh, still figuring out exactly what I want to do. Yeah. Well, which is how you figure it out just by doing it and by seeing. And so many people that listen to this podcast, I think really struggle with what we were talking about before and not only with their jobs, but with their life. Like Mm -hmm. I could stay where I am and like, that is so easy or I could blow it up and totally do something different, which is so hard, but it's like either way is going to be hard. The time will pass either way. So you might as well be working towards something you want to be doing. You know, for me, I typically leap or at least in the past have leapt when the thought of staying the same was scarier than whatever could possibly happen from, from taking a leap. Like I stayed at my job until I was like, this is terrible. Yeah. Yeah. I don't be here anymore. You know, I'm not that person that like at the first sight of like, Oh, I'm unhappy. I'm going to leave. No, I was like, I'm going to stick this out and like try and make the most of it. And then got to a place where I was like, this is not what I want to be doing. And I love that you said that about like, you know, figuring out things you don't like to do. So that was the list that I made. And the mm-hmm. list that I continue to make is it's easier, easier for us to know what we don't like. So I wrote down a list of things that I did not want out of my next job. I didn't want to have to walk to work when it was dark. I didn't want to have to go to work in the snow. I didn't want to have to set an alarm clock. I don't like alarm clocks. And these were things that I was like, I will figure out how to create a life that incorporates these things. I don't know exactly what the job will be, but this is what my non, non-negotiables. And then when you get there, you, you, you know, assess and pivot as needed. Yeah. And now you have so many different things that you're doing. And even yes. the seminars that you travel to teach, those are your seminars now, right? Fine. Yeah. yeah. So that was, a, that was a switch too. So I started off work teaching for Rock Tape. And my whole thing was that with, with that was like, I don't know if I'm going to like traveling. 
I don't know if I'm going to love teaching. I thought I would, but I didn't know. So I was like, well, let me do this on somebody else's dime. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> on my own, right? And Super you know, have smart. them do it. So they're a great company. They're really good with like that entrepreneur model. So I got to build my brand as I was promoting their brand because they realized like they go together. If people come in to see me, they're paying them for their course. So I got to travel and build my brand. And then, you know, I saw that there were some gaps and I was like, people keep asking me the same questions. I will answer it in yes. a course. Yes. In my course. Exactly. And, and here so, we are. Yeah, exactly. So it worked out great. I think that's in general, I was on a, a panel not too long ago and that kind of inadvertently became the theme. Like when you see a problem, solve it, create a yeah. solution for it. Like your people will tell you what they need that you keep, maybe you don't even realize, but you keep getting asked the same questions. There's your product. There's your course. There's your coaching, whatever. People were already telling you like, we need this thing. And it may not be at first, like the thing you're the most passionate about, because oftentimes people's interests are a little bit behind where you're at, but that's how you start and you get your people and you help them out and you get the results and the reps and the reputation mm -hmm. and you go on to the next thing. Exactly. And I think now, nowadays, especially in the online world or even like the entrepreneurial community, it's like, just follow your passion and that's it. You know, and I feel like a mm -hmm. lot of people get down on themselves about that or maybe have shame around it because they're like, wait, I actually don't know what I'm passionate about. Yep. So for yes. people and for you, you're, it's so clear that you love what you do and you're passionate about it. So what would you maybe say to somebody who knows, you know, I think like you were saying, it's okay to say like, not this, like yep. that's enough at the beginning, but what would you say to somebody who maybe can't figure that out or like that passion isn't clear to them? I think you have to start out, if you're trying to make a business, you have to start out with what you're the best at. And you may not be passionate, super, super passionate about it, but like you got to figure out how to meet, mix the two of like, what am I amazing at? And then what aspect of this thing do I actually enjoy? And then start there because people do not pay you for your passions. They don't pay for professional passion. They pay for expert solutions. Yes. And so it's like, are you the best at this thing? Like, you know, if we're thinking about, you know, the healthcare industry, like my original field, like people don't go to the, like the person who's like my passion and I'm something I kind of interested in is your back. I'm like, I want to go to yes. this. <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute. Like if you are also passionate about it, that's what sets you apart, but you're, I need your expertise to be there. So I would say with people, if you're starting a business, yeah, your passion, you have to be passionate about it, but you have to be an expert at it and you will get, you know, you become more proficient at it as you go. And realistically, you just have to be ahead of the person that you're helping, but you need that foundation that base that's why i started my stuff with movement because i'm like this is what i do i am good at this like now my passion is really within like the digital business side of things but mm -hmm. my people aren't really there yet not all yeah. of them so i still got to give them that movement stuff and bring them on the journey and then when they're ready i can give them the new stuff but i think it's what are you an expert at find how you can be passionate about that or what part of it you're passionate about and then go from there yeah, because you you'll still put out like movement, yeah, content and videos yeah. and stuff, and that's really how you got started, right? Yeah, that's how I built my brand. I guess why I'm the movement maestro. Like, and I actually strategically chose that name as movement because I realized that it would allow me to move through anything. Like that could be you're moving yeah. through life. That could be you're creating a movement. So like I was very strategic when I was looking for a name in the beginning. I didn't want to be like the mobility maven or something like that because I was like mm. it's limiting. Yes. I, that, that was part of the reason I didn't want to go into being an orthopedic surgeon. I felt like it was too limiting. I was like, I want to have these options. But when you first start, you still got to pick something and double down on it. 
And so I went with the kind of movement stuff. And I thought originally that my demographic was going to be CrossFitters. Thank goodness they didn't pick me because they don't pay for anything. Those yeah. <laughs> that was great. Yeah. Uh, it ended up being uh, clinicians and other pro- professionals that, that chose me. And I, then I started just, you know, catering my content towards them because of the questions they were asking. But it really does have to start with what are you an expert in? Because that will also allow you to have the confidence to answer all the questions and to like show up for people. If you are not an expert, in, if you don't really have reps in that thing, you can't put out the content and you can't answer the questions when people are like, hey, like, you know, can you make me run faster? If you're like, maybe, I don't know, but they don't want to go to you. Yeah. Yeah. You're not going to be a good expert. Yeah, exactly. Like today I asked you about cracking an egg. Yes. And you were like, you actually said about, you have to crack it with confidence. Yes, exactly. This chick knows, like this is the person I want an answer from. Not like the, maybe I tried it once and like, all right, well, that's not very helpful. Well, exactly. Exactly. Um, Yeah. And about the egg thing, I always have to say that because I'll have people in person. Um, I get that question all the time, by the way. And people, and people, I'll see them do it and they're like, well, like a little bit. I'm like, no, you got to cut with confidence. You got to smack, you got to hit it with confidence. Um, It can't be flimsy. It can't be half-assed. That is like a metaphor for marketing right there. Yeah. Oh yeah. Market like you crack an egg. Like you can't be like, like yeah. You got to go behind this thing and be like, yes, I am you the best at this. I know yes. this. Yes. It's so good, Ashley. Dang. Something that we talk a lot about on this podcast is intuition and sort of listening to those hunches that we feel, those little pings that tell us wow. like, you know, maybe this isn't for me. Maybe I can do something else. What has been, and just listening to your story, it seems like there's these little moments of those pings of like maybe pivoting or switching or doing something different or getting on a stepping stone to something else. So for you, what has that looked like for, you know, just listening to your intuition, if you can give people maybe practical steps for yeah. doing that? Cause some people really don't know what it's like to listen to themselves. For sure. They look to so many other people. For sure. So, yeah. so yeah, you know, we see that all the time. You see in the movement world too. And it's just like, you can't really tell people like, listen to your body. They're like, what is it supposed to say? You know, like, well, exactly. <laughs> well, in the nutrition world too, especially yeah. like in intuitive eating, it's like, just listen to your body. And like, my, like, like my body's telling me to eat cheese all day. Exactly. And you're like, <laughs> like okay, well, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so for me, as it relates to like my own life, I knew that I had to change things when the thought of doing that thing for the rest of my life was terrifying or was just like this that's horrendous like i was like going to work and like i don't want to make my job something like that bad but for me in that place i was just like holy smokes is this the rest of my life that something has to change and i mean that was that's always you know i've kind of carried that with me like could i see myself doing this or some iteration of this forever yes like, could I see myself living where I live right now for the rest of forever? Yes, for sure. I, mean, I, I don't, at least I don't get that feeling of dread. If it gives you that feeling of dread, then it's something to take a step back and think about. And I think one of the, like the tangible, you know, practical, actionable step, I would say, is verbalize that to someone. I think that there's so much power in saying something because then it becomes real. Like until we put it out on paper, until we tell someone, it's just kind of in our head and we don't really give it that much power. And as soon as we say it, we start to realize like, oh, maybe this could be a thing or maybe this is a thing and I should like, you know, look deeper into it. So for me, it was like, what is the thing that gives me a feeling of dread? I need to verbalize that and 
you know, tell someone or write it down so that it's actually a thing and I give it some, you know, some support and some, and acknowledge it. Yeah, this is a real thing. Mm-hmm, for sure. And, and I think actually, t- I think sometimes what we want to do might be like off the beaten path or unconventional. Yeah. And I think, you know, the next thing I sort of want to talk about is like doing something that is unconventional, which we both do. You yes. know, a lot of people, I'm like, oh, I work on the internet. People are like, like oh, what? that's cute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like what it is. I'm like, no, this is like actually what I do. <laughs> um, you know, sort of, and especially when we do something that is, you know, different, or if we're even embodying who we are in the process, it makes other people uncomfortable. Yeah. And yeah. that sometimes for some people will hold them back their whole lives. Like, oh my God, I'm so scared to talk about what it is that I want to talk about or actually say my opinion or draw the line in the sand. So what do you tell your people when they're scared of that or scared of what other people think, which I think like, I definitely went through that at the beginning too. Um, But I would love to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah, I think there's a few things there. One, I think for the most part, what the scariest part about a decision is thinking about it. It's not actually doing the thing. Once you do it, and you're like, actually, yeah. that wasn't so bad. Like, if you're going to jump yeah. off of something, you're like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's so scary. What could happen? I might die. And then you yes. do it, and you're like, that was fine. Yeah. Right? So the scariest part for the majority of things is thinking about it. So, you know, I think that that, that relates to, like, what will people say? Because we, we come up with all these stories of, like, what might that person st- say? And then they actually do the thing, and we realize that it, it isn't actually – you know, it isn't actually that bad. Uh, but this, this actually happened this weekend with one of the, you know, I hope we hosted boss up this past weekend and, uh, which looked amazing. It was like, I definitely have to go. My friend Carrie was there. It was like, it's incredible. Yeah. It's the energy of these people. The women, she had this amazing idea and I called on her to say it to everyone. I asked her, I was like, is it okay? Do you mind if you say it to everybody? And that she was so hesitant to like say it before. And then she said it to the audience, to the room. And the room erupted in, in like, yes, that's amazing. Right? We kind of keep things in our head. And we're always like, what, you know, we think about the worst things. We kind of catastrophize instead of being like, suppose the flip side happens. And like taking a step back and realizing like the worst thing, like, excuse me, the, the hardest thing, the scariest thing is just simply thinking about it. And what I think that it showed with her and what I've kind of tell my, my people is that I actually did a story on this yesterday. Authenticity is probably one of the scariest things to practice. But when you show up authentically, you give those around you permission to do the same. And if you want to have less fear and you want a more inviting environment, you're going to have to create that and lead with that. Right? People at the end of the day, they just want connection. They're looking to others for that connection. And how you show up, that will be reflected in other people. Right? I always say we attract what we are, not what we want. And if we want supportive people, if we want people that are willing to take leaps and stuff, we have to be willing to, as my friend Brianna says, practice brave. And then you watch and see what happens. The people around you start doing the, the thing. I, I don't think it's any, it's not a coincidence that you and I met. It's because we're yeah. doing the same thing. We're showing up the same way. Mm-hmm. That energy goes out there into the universe and you, you attract what you are. You suddenly start getting all these, these uh, opportunities to do things. Like as soon as I, when I was in New York, I was really unhappy. And as soon as I kind of switched my job and I started just, like being a happier person, it was amazing the opportunities that came my way. Mm-hmm. And it's not by chance. And then you take that next step and that next step and suddenly you're in a room of people who support you. But that first step absolutely takes a ton of courage 
and you really got to practice brave, but you have to realize that what you put out, you will get back. Exactly. And especially like if you're operating out of fear or scarcity, you'll get that back. Yeah. You'll get that back. And that's like, Oh crap. Is this this what I am right now? This is like what I'm being shown and, and what I'm being, um, you know, just what's showing up for me. And I think it's so important to, to, you know, so much of this process, I think people think like, oh, I'm just going to follow my passion and everything is just going to fall into, into place. And we know that it takes years and it it takes work and it takes a lot of work. So, and that's exactly what I mean. The fact that like, this is not a passive process. No. So talk about the fact that like, it does take work and we sort of have, how should we be treating this? if this is actually something, and it doesn't in a moment or sort of the last half of the podcast, we'll talk about like practical business tips, but for people who want to do something different and want to change their life, their intuition is tugging at them. They're dreading yeah. something. How can they begin to, to change and yeah. why is it active? So first off props to you guys. Cause that's, I love talking to those people. I'm like, yes, oh, yes. Do the thing. it's like so yeah. exciting. Yeah. But people, I would say discipline, outweighs motivation every single day. I honestly believe that motivation is a myth, at least as, yeah. at least as it relates to like how people talk about it. Like it falls out of the sky and like, yes, no. that, yeah, that, just, that kind of motivation doesn't exist. Yeah. Discipline is what will get you everywhere. You're going to wake up and you're not going to want to post some days. You're going to wake up and you're not going to write an email some days. You got to do it anyway. You have to have the discipline. I, you know, I, my background is sports. I played everything growing up. I went to college and played division one soccer. So a lot of my like, approach to life I draw from the lessons I learned there and that's the thing you learn like the coach will never win the game for you you have to do the thing you have the best coach in the world they're not playing you have to do the thing you have to be the one that's putting in the work you can't be like oh I'm really motivated to win today that's awesome yeah have you put in the work beforehand to -hmm. get there you know discipline will be motivation every single time and I, I think it was interesting this weekend because it was a room full of women and, and women have different energy than men. Like we strategically totally. made it so that it was all women, uh, an all female event, which was awesome. But I also know that the, just depending on whoever I'm talking to, you're always trying to like read their energy and you don't want to offend someone. I mean, that's not even that word. You don't want to discourage someone. Yeah. But we have to give them real talk. So it's like, I want to val and I will validate the fact that you're tired and you have kids and you have this life. But I'm also going to highlight the fact that you told me you want something else. And the only way you're going to get that is by working for it, right? Discipline over motivation every single day. Yeah. And I think like even in my own life, because I probably put off, I mean, I was just on your podcast last week and we talked about my story. I put off what I actually wanted to do for years Yeah, because I waited years to be like, okay, one day I'm going to feel like it. Mm-hmm. And like Waiting that day never comes. Yeah, yeah it's like, so. it, it's like where is it? But no, you never. And even now that like this is what I do, I do have to muster that discipline, like most. Yes. And yes. I think people see people like you and me, and they're like, oh, they must feel super gung ho about what it is that they're posting or the emails that they're writing. I'm like, some days it's like literally the last thing I want to yeah. do. I gotta do this shit, man. I gotta I do this shit this again. Day. I, I just posted it yesterday. I know. Scroll back, man. Scroll back. And but you know you're not going to. Exactly. And I would love to, this is sort of going in, in a little bit of a tangent. I know that you move every day too, that you're big yeah. into movement yeah. and exercise. And a lot yeah. of people, um, 
and I would love to touch on this just because you are so consistent with that too. A lot of people who listen have trouble being consistent in their movement practices too. So, and, and good strength training, in my opinion, hurts and is, it doesn't hurt, but it is uncomfortable. Absolutely. Any, any sign of growth is going to be uncomfortable staying the same. That's why we do it because it's easy. Like, exactly. Do that. And nothing wrong with that. Like, if that's what you yes. want to do. Amazing. More power yes. to you. Love yes. it. But as soon as you do decide to change, like, it is going to be scary and, and difficult and you're going to get some kickback. So, for me, the reason that movement's such a big part is because I love it. So, mm-hmm. when people ask, like, what should I do in terms of what's the best movement? Whatever you like doing. That yeah. could be going for a walk. I don't really care. Just do something. Yeah. So, you know, for me, I love, I don't love CrossFit. I love the community there. I love my CrossFit box. It's like an indoor outdoor box. I live in, for you guys are listening, I live in Redondo Beach, California. So it's sunny. It's warm all the time. I like, I go there for like three hours. I don't know. I probably work out for like an hour, hour and a half, Mm -hmm. but then I'm there looking at the dogs and talking to people and it sets my day, right? For me, when that's one of my non-negotiables and I think Jill calls them like an anchor point or something something like that. She's so good with like, Thank you. I'm like, she's so yes. good with these, like, I'm like, it's probably two A's. She probably alliterated exactly. that. Yeah. Like, Clearly, I don't remember that stuff because that's how my brain works. Yeah. <laughs> I know the concept. Mm-hmm. So that's one of my anchor actions. Like, I have to, you know, I go back to that because it makes me feel good. So when people are, you know, they have something that they're struggling with, one, I'm like, make sure you're doing something because you want to be doing it. Like, you enjoy that thing, not because you feel like you have to be doing it. It's going to be much easier to make it part of your routine. And then you go back to that discipline beats motivation because I'm like, I am disciplined to do this. I know that I want this as the outcome. And so I'm going to build it into my routine. You know, I, I, I switch things up. Like on Tuesdays, I go climbing on um, so today's Thursday. I probably won't go to the gym, but maybe I'll go to the beach and like go for a walk mm-hmm. just because I know that having some sort of movement makes me happy and I don't need to be like, uh, I don't know what the word is, like a hard ass about like, I got to do this specific thing at this specific time because that becomes like also terrible. Yes, yes. I was just like, I want to be doing this. I'm going to make time for it because it matters. And then I'm going to remember discipline over motivation. Totally. Every single time. And an example in my own life for that is that, you know, I, I got into, I've been strength training on and off for like five years but somebody, I started doing this like muscle building program that was just muscle building and it was all bodybuilding style mm-hmm. and I hated it. <laughs> like not for you. It's like, <laughs> not for you. I, I'm like, I want to kill myself really not for you. <laughs> like doing these straight <laughs> sets and like isolated movements and I got great results, but at the same time, it's like I dreaded it every day. So it's like, okay, now I do a different type of strength training. I'm still lifting, but I'm doing it in a way that feels good because I know I'm going to kill there you go. It's like, what do you like doing? What are the results that you want? And then go from there and understanding like you can get the same results doing different kinds of things. But the number one thing is going to be that you're going to be doing it consistently. Like every yeah. program works for someone, but it's like, yes. are you doing it? Or yeah. you like did it once and then you're like, it doesn't work. I don't have a six yes. pack you're like, well. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It takes and- time. And really what we've been talking about all in all and something that we talk about a lot in the show is just having a good mindset. Yeah. Run all of this. And a lot of people, at least my people, don't sometimes they don't know that they need that at the beginning. And it's a term that's thrown around a lot, just like have a good mindset and uh change your attitude. And really when I started reading Carol Dweck's work, mm-hmm. you know, first, you know, fixed mindset versus growth yeah. mindset, um, that was really what like had made something that I had been thinking of for a long time tangible. 
Yeah. And like, oh, other people are thinking this too. And this is like an actual thing in science. Yes. So what does it mean for you to have a growth mindset and how do you stay committed to that path um, as you go along and are open to what your path, uh, un- you know, as your path unfolds for you? Totally. So I think that one, I think that that mindset stuff is in, just like with everything in life, it's inherently easier for some people than others. Like it just comes easier for that person, whether it's because of their background, their upbringing, or just their general disposition, like how they are. And I think that for me, I started off with more of those limiting beliefs and that more of that fixed mindset, but I was very easily, it was easy for me to adopt that growth mindset. And I think some of that's just like, because it was. I don't think that it was like, oh, I, I practiced this specific thing. And then I you know, pursued what made me happy and realized that as I kept doing that, and I think this is the same speaks to you said in the beginning, like our personalities, sort of practicing the things that made me happy and the things that I was actually passionate about and, and good at. And I think you know, kind of ties into like, if you're inherently good at things that society kind of values more, it makes your journey easier. So like, I kind of want to, validate everyone out there that's like struggling with certain things like growing up like i'm good at sports and i did well in school and these are things that like and and these things come easily so like these are things that are you know supported and touted by society so it's like you're already kind of good at them you're like oh yeah i just keep doing this and like there is more room for growth and opportunity so under i want to understand i'm kind of like you know recognize my own privilege with some of some of those things Mm -hmm. having that growth mindset uh but i think that it it just became a matter of of reflection and realizing like every time I did this, like I'm a big science person. It was like an experiment. Every time I did this, all this stuff happened. Every time I did that, that one terrible thing happened. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. So I should probably double down on this stuff because it got me more of where I wanted to be, where I want to be going and what I want to be feeling and those who I want to be surrounding myself with. And I think the more that you do for, for most things in life, the more that you do of it, the easier it becomes. Yeah. Well, that becomes your new norm. And it's, 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 you know, the pain of, of doing the hard thing is less painful than the pain of staying where you are for a lot of times. And I think a lot of people, whatever it is that they are embarking upon, I don't think they realize how long it's going to take. Oh my goodness. You know, (laughs) absolutely. And, and and they might hold back forever because of that, because it's like not sexy to hear that something is, it might take like five uh-huh. years. No, like you what? <laughs> yeah. Like, like, I tell these people, I'm like, dude, that time is going to pass either way. Yeah. So it doesn't how do you, matter. Yeah. So how can people buckle in for the long haul? Because even like building, you know, I talk a lot about weight loss and, and muscle building and all of that, even, you know, like muscle building, it took oh me like gosh, a year sure. to it see sure. a difference in, in my, my physique. Yeah, exactly. They're never growing. <laughs> I know exactly. It takes a long ass time to accomplish things that are worthwhile, even in relationships, even in, um, like I said, movement or changing your body or making money off of your passion. How can people buckle in for the long haul? Sure. So this was actually the first thing I had people do at Boss Up is you got to figure out your why. I think people figure out these kind of end goals, but they don't say, why do I want that thing? So like if your end goal is six is a six pack, you should also ask, why do I want a six pack? And I know no one wants to take the time to be like, why do I want that? Yeah. But when you figure out the actual why behind things, 
and you know the ripple effect of these these things then you can actually anchor into that and keep going so for me it was like yeah i wanted to switch jobs i wanted to you know have a different life and i was like why and i was like oh cuz i want freedom mm-hmm. i want the freedom to create the life that i want i want to live by the beach because it makes me happy and so those are things that i was like i'm willing to work forever for that yes. because the big thing is a big why it's not this like you know, transient thing of like, oh, I want bigger calves. Why? Because it makes me feel like I look better. Oh, so that I get, you know, validation from people. Like that's what you need to go and figure out is what is that end thing? Because if it's like, I just want big calves and we're looking at the outcome, that's not going to get us, it's not going to keep us tied in. We have to have that final thing being something that actually really matters to us. And you're not to say that, you know, having a six pack is a bad thing. Like, Gee, that'd be great for me to have one. But I also know why I don't have one right now. Yeah. <laughs> like for me, I've di- dissected like, what is the end goal? What's the ripple effect of having one? Oh, like, people think that I'm like hotter or like, and I'm like, ah, I'm good. I'm yeah. Good. I'm like, I like to eat a little more. Like, yeah. I love cupcakes. And yes. <laughs> I want that more. Yeah, exactly. That. <laughs> and that's okay. <laughs> exactly. So I think it's a matter of figuring out the real reason that you want things. And then when these are, you, these become like part of you, you're willing to work forever for yeah. it because you're like this this means something i'm really tied into this this is going to affect my life yeah because even when you felt the way that you did in new york you probably had the vision of where you are right now like right i knew exactly i had the vision of like the feeling i have right now yes so i didn't know how i would get there and i didn't really know what it was but i knew that like i wanted this freedom i like my days i make my own days like it's thursday right now and it's noon for us and we're on yeah. podcast yeah like, It blows my mind. Yeah, totally. Yeah. That I knew that I I didn't know like five years ago, like I want to be able to do podcasts. I didn't even know what a podcast was. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. (laughs) I would have been like, what is a podcast? I I know. I know. But I knew I wanted the freedom to be able to do what I wanted. And that is like, I'll figure out how I get there. But yeah, I definitely had that in my mind of like, I don't like the fact that like my schedule is dictated by somebody else. I don't like the fact that I have to work with people I don't like. I don't want any of that. Yeah. Actually, it's the worst I know. So bad. And you're like, especially, oh, yeah. yeah. Well, especially for people like us who are maybe sensitive to other people. Yeah. You know, it's like, like I can't hmm. do it. And then yeah. they're coming in with their negative energy. And I'm like, of course, you're not going to get better. You don't even yeah. want to get better. Yes. Yes. Here. So, like, all of those things that I, and again, like we said earlier, that list of things I didn't want. And then what was my bigger why? And I, I had a picture of, uh, I just always wanted to live by the beach since I was a little kid. Because it just reminds me of happiness and like sunshine is really good for me. And mm-hmm. I've always had a picture somewhere in my apartment, whenever where I lived, because I was like, that is what I want. And I, I don't know how I'm going to get there. But if, I, if this is the thing that I keep looking at and thinking about, I know I will get there and I'll put the things in place to get there. And that was the opposite of where you were too, because you came from good. the cold. That's New York City. Like yeah. <laughs> I, I knew that I wanted like, you know, still stepping stones. And I was like, okay, I, I grew up from Jersey and then went to school in DC. And then like the next kind of smartest thing to do was go to New York. Cause like, yeah, that's what you do. You go to New York city and my family was kind of close, but always in the back of my mind, I was like, but the beach, but the beach, but the beach, but it, I didn't know how I was going to do it. And I think that's actually something to think about uh, for you guys listening. I heard some of, I'm like, a, I don't know what, I think it was an Instagram, no Facebook live the other day I was listening to. And I think some people write off their dreams because they don't know how to get there. Yeah. And so they're like, oh, I don't want, I can't do it. Right. So like when you're thinking about things, and this is why I did the first thing at Boss Up. I was like, I want you to write down what your ideal day would look like. Don't worry about money or any of that. 
what would that look like? Because people will stop themselves because they don't know how to do it. It doesn't matter how to do it. We just need to know what it is that you want, what means something to you. And then we can reverse engineer that. We've got plenty of resources out here today. So I think that in the bigger picture, in the grand scheme, it was like, this is my what, like, I want this thing. And then I was like, got the courage step by step to figure out the how. Yeah. And, and it took, like, what was the point that you started feeling the way that you did and the dread to where you are right now <laughs> living on the beach? Years, right? Dude, years. So that my second, by my second year out of grad school, so I graduated in 2010 from PT school. I didn't even like PT school, but I was like, it'll get better. Why? Yeah. So I'm going to make money. <laughs> exactly. So I was like, yes. that's a little bit better because at least I'm making money. So you find yeah. like the silver lining there. Uh, but two years after I graduated, I was like, I'm ready to leave this profession. I hate it. This mm. is not what I'm going to be doing. And so that was 2012. It's 2019 now. So yeah. it's taken, you know, seven years to get to this, this place. I actually moved to, I moved to California in 2016. So that was like a big jump and a big start, but didn't really have the life that I have today. Cause I was still traveling a lot for rock tape and I didn't really mm-hmm. get to enjoy being in Cali, but now, and I'm still not even fully there the way I want to be doing it, but it's been seven years. It doesn't yeah. happen overnight. Yeah. My, well, you know, from last week yeah. that mine has been seven years <laughs> yeah. too. It's like it's amazing. When people hear, well, but, but when people hear that, they're like seven years, like, are you, are uh-huh. you and I'm like, you really just, I had no idea that my life, that I would be living in Portland, Yeah, you know, which is another yeah. big thing. Um, but that I would have the life that I have today that I'm coaching people in business even yeah. too, like never in my mind had I never. envisioned that, but it's like, I love, I don't know if you're familiar with Joseph Campbell. No. Learn me, please. He is this, like, you would love him. He talks a lot about the universe. Um, He passed away a long time ago, but he was this, like, philosopher. And he talks about how a lot of times we have the path in mind that we think that we need to take, whether whether it's, like, our own expectations or we are modeling something that somebody else did. Mm -hmm. But literally, our path doesn't exist yet. (sighs) You know, so Mm -hmm. we have have to literally set you know, stone two before we yeah. can get to stone 10. Yes. And we just worry about stone 10 and then we're like, I don't know how to get, get there. So I'm not doing this. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, wait. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, and so many, and so many dreams that. just get, um, you know, unfulfilled because of that. Yeah. You know, and people are unhappy. I had a teacher one time who's, who used to say, you know, don't be the person in the nursing home. Like that's bitter yeah. that nobody wants to visit. So and true. People are like that because it's rare to encounter somebody who is, it is living the life that they actually want to. It is. Like, it's what? so- We only get one. Like, you, know? <laughs> you start to realize that and you're like, this is the rest of my life. I better start changing something. Yes. Like, you know, for those people that, another drill that I did at Boss Up, for those people that are like, oh my God, but that's going to take so long. Yeah. I have everyone write out their own history. So they realize how long they've been doing stuff already. Yeah. Like, yeah. You have been doing a lot of this stuff for, for all these years. So one, give yourself credit for that. And use that to boost your confidence. Like, oh, actually, I have been in this game for a long time. And then two, realize that like these things take time and that time has passed and it's okay that you can do it again, you know, the next, if I'm asking you for five years, because guess what? You've been in that last thing for 12 years. You didn't even yeah. realize it. Mm-hmm. So, but at least now you have five years of working towards something you actually want to be doing. Exactly. Exactly. Something that happens too is that maybe people who you have jived with at a certain point, you don't jive with yeah. anymore. And your relationships change. Change. And that is scary. 
So what has that been like for you and what can you offer people? Because now, you know, obviously you are friends with a lot of people who have similar businesses as you and people that more aligned that are more aligned with you. But I know for me, I didn't start that way at all. And it was sort of like a tugging of like wanting to be pulled back into the crab bucket, you know, being that crab mm-hmm. that's like out and being pulled back in. So yeah, what's that been like? So I think for me, I've been really fortunate in that, like, I think it's kind of life circumstances. I've really attracted the good people who I really who have either just ignored what I was doing and been like, all right, it's on you. Like no one's been like, oh, you shouldn't do that. They were just like, oh, okay, there's goes Chante doing something over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think from part of that came from my mom. Like I remember just being a kid and my mom was my number is my number one supporter. And I I grew up like I didn't think like I couldn't do anything. Right. Yeah. I was just like, I think for me, I had my own self-imposed limitations. I was like a bit of a like kind of a neurotic kid. I'm like still like that. Now I'm like, oh make it hurt. But mm-hmm. I support everything, like anything I wanted to do. And so I think I grew up with such confidence. And then, like I said, just inherently being better at things that society valued. I was like, yeah, of course I could do that next thing. Or like, I could try to do that next thing. But definitely speaking to your point about, you know, because things do change and evolution is a real thing. Like we kind of move, grow, move forward. I got divorced. So mm-hmm. I got married and those were, that relationship changed. We moved here and things were different. My oh, goal, moved, I didn't know you moved together. Yeah. So we got married in New York and then drove out here and, you know, my, what I wanted out of life and, and where I was at and what I was like, you know, really valuing that changed. And I, you know, what is, who wrote it? Uh, this woman, Bonnie, she's a woman that I follow on Instagram, of course. So, mm-hmm. uh, carrot bowl, Bonnie, she wrote, she posted something the other, the other day that was from someone else and talking about how someone can be meant for you or be right for you, but that doesn't mean that they'd have to be right for you for your whole life. Yeah. It's like that person was right for you in that moment. And like you got from each other what you needed and it was right for that part of the stepping stone for that part of your journey and part for that part of your story. And then we move forward in whatever way is like, you know, be kind, obviously, as we move forward. But I think that we have to be okay transitioning through things in our lives and realizing that, yeah, that can very much be a real thing. But again, we're going to get back what we put out there. So we've got to be doing things authentically and getting them ideally getting that back. Yeah. And it's so common for that, you know, to happen to so many people you grow with friendships, with romantic relationships and stuff. And, you know, I know that just going through that in my own life, like I learned something from people that have, you know, maybe aren't in my life anymore. And that was valuable. That maybe shaped sure. me who I am today, but it's like, okay, maybe not anymore. Yeah. It's like, and that's okay to too. Change. You're allowed to grow. Everyone's allowed to grow and move forward. And I kind of expect it. Like that's, like you think again, my, my world always goes back to, to soccer and sports, but like you don't have the same coach your whole life. Yeah. Like you, you change. It's not like you for like, oh, well that coach I had in the beginning didn't do anything for me. No, like they were there for you and you guys helped each other out for that moment in time and what it was supposed to be. And then here's the next thing. Mm-hmm. And then here's the next thing that you're, that you're ready for. Like it's, that's just life. Yeah. And something else I would love for you to expand upon is that belief in yourself, because a lot of people maybe didn't grow up with a mom that was like, yeah, like you can do anything. So if somebody, but if somebody is feeling that itch, to have the business, to have a different life, what are some things that they can do to begin to have that confidence or that self-belief to continue Um, moving forward with like the thing that's hard? So I think for me, and this also kind of ties back to like just upbringing. Uh, So my parents got divorced very, when I was really, really little. And 
for whatever reason that instilled in me that you no one has to love you no one has to support you mm. that you will be your biggest ally you will be your biggest supporter and it's amazing to have anyone that chooses to support you you thank them and you love them and you're grateful for them as much as you can be but for whatever reason from being a little kid and again my mom was so supportive but from being a little kid i just remember being like i gotta take care of me and make sure that i, I take care because no one else will support me the same way no one else will cheer for me the same way except for maybe your mom but you know even for some cases no it won't be mm -hmm. and so you know it maybe is like a darker outlook on things i don't know but you know the the airplane instructions of like put your own mask on first yeah that's how it really is and it's not a bad thing to look out for yourself first because it doesn't make you you know i think being selfish gets a really bad rap that like where people yes. are like oh it's so bad like it's yes. like like it's very black or white like if you're selfish you don't care about anybody else yeah like, yeah no 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 there is no ones here i i just want to make sure they don't die that's yeah all. yeah exactly. i'll take care of you too yes so I, I think you know it just kind of tying back into you know understanding our own privilege and stuff like it's something that for whatever reason was instilled in me from a kid and then i've just leaned on since and like you have to understand that you are your biggest ally you are your biggest supporter and if you don't believe in yourself why should anybody else yeah like we're not this is not a bad world people are really kind people are really great but just realistically if you don't believe in yourself why should anyone else yes there are those few people out there that are so altruistic that really do believe in other people more than themselves. And I, I'm actually kind of fearful for them because I feel like the reality of life is going to hit them really hard at some yeah. point. I'm yes. like, oh, God, it's going to hurt. Yeah. But people are good. People will support you, but you have to be your number one ally because if you don't want to support it, if you don't believe in yourself, why should anybody else? Yeah. And that's something that's felt too. Yes. Like it's something oh that's God, palpable yes. for people. Yes. You know, absolutely. so absolutely. Absolutely. People take cues like if you teach, like, like think about how we interact with animals. It's like the easiest way to think about anything. Like mm -hmm. when you go up, if you have like no confidence in front of an animal, they know. Oh yeah. People are no different. Mm -hmm. right? And if you go up and you're like all like insecure about everything, like people know and the assholes out there will feed off of that. Yes. Sure. Uh -huh. Like people can feel it. So number one, it starts with you doing the work that you need to do. And I think Jill brings this up a lot and it's really good. Like, and I see it when I work with people. And it kind of it came from the physical therapy world too. Like you have to work on yourself first before you do anything else. You have to put in the time to like go to therapy and like figure out why you're doing the things that you're doing and figure out like your behavioral patterns and why you feel this way about things and, and why you hold these beliefs. And then you move forward from there. You have established this super solid foundation and then you build the house. Yes, exactly. But it's like, and that's, I mean, I'm a, such a huge fan of like, therapy and yeah. you know your limiting beliefs and all and like just getting your junk out yeah. not even getting it out but just even like looking at it and exactly see why do you do the things that you do like dig deeper i think that you know that's like speaking to like things that i feel like i was just like fortunate to have inherently like be interested in is like i always wanted to know why so whether that was like let me take this thing apart and i probably can never put it back together but let me take it apart yeah. <laughs> and i did the same thing with myself like being like why do i feel this way why do i think like that yeah and then when you move forward then you know the answer when you're older you're like okay well i know that i like that because of that i like that because of that that person makes me feel like that because of that i want to go on this pathway because of that and you can just go you're not like held up by these things like i don't know why that just doesn't feel right because you've already dissected it for 20 years. Exactly. Exactly. And it's also a testament to like 
sometimes, yeah, being selfish and doing the things that you need to do in order to take care of yourself. Like I need to do a lot of stuff in the morning in order to like feel the way I want to feel. Like my natural self is not who I want to be. (laughs) What I mean? Like I need to like, you know, maybe journal. I definitely need to work out and get my pent up energy out. And then I can, and that there has to be like, for me, structure, discipline, thinking about my future self and all of that stuff, but really knowing what it is that you need. And then I think for me also, like, I don't know if you're familiar with the Enneagram. Yes, I am. What what number are you? Um, My friend always tells me that I'm a five because I forget the number. Oh, okay. Like you're a five. I took the test and she was like, yo, you're, you're a five. You're a five. My mom is a five too. I was like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) I can see you being a five. I'm a four, which is like the emotional one. um, Activity and stuff. Um, but I love stuff like that and human design, all of that, that can yes. create awareness around huge. whatever it is that you are is huge. And just Dude, honoring Ashley, that. We are the same person. So also at Boss Up, I had the mm-hmm. attendees do the color type, like a color test. Yeah. They were. So like the, the color test that I use, it breaks it into what orange, blue, gold, and green. And I'm like a hardcore green, but I want people to see there's reasons that you do the things that you do. And when it comes to marketing, when it comes to interacting with other people, we have to realize that like other people are different things. And so how we interact with them and how they interact with us is going to be based on them, right? Like if you're interacting, if I'm a green, interacting with a blue, it tends to be like more of the emotional people. Like, yeah, the things they say to me may be more emotionally rooted because that's who they are. And if I want to connect with them, I better start using that language and understand like this is what matters to them. So yes. Totally, totally, yes. It, yeah, it's so important. And let's go in just really quick for people who are maybe wanting to build their Instagram or yep. wanting to create con- create content or creating a digital business. What are like three things that you can share with them that would help them um, get started? So number one is going to be consistent. Right? Be consistent or consistency. That trumps almost everything. Uh, you have to show up consistently. If you just do things like once a week, you're like, all right, good luck with that. You have to show up. You have to build your body of work. You have to put yourself out there. Two, in terms of how you show up, it has to be confidently and authentically. You have to be yourself. More than anything else, you have to show up as yourself. And I love you just talking about this. The way that you show up gives people permission to show up the same way. Mm -hmm. If you are online and you're just like, man, everything's so fake. I need you to ask yourself, what am I putting out? Are you putting out fake stuff? Yeah. Then you should probably change that, right? And obviously stop following those fake accounts, but you want real to come back to you. You need to be real yourself. There are so, yes, there are strategies in terms of like, you know, this kind of a post does better, but at the end of the day, people are seeking connection. You don't need to have a massive following to, to monetize it. You need connection. And the way that you're going to connect is by showing up consistently and by showing up authentically. Uh, what is his name? Seth Godin talks about the attention trust cycle. Mm-hmm. And like you need attention to gain trust, but you need trust to get the attention. So like which comes first? It's showing up. That's what comes first is that you show up for people. You show up every day. You respond to every message you get. You talk to people in the, in the DMs. You comment on their posts. You show up as a human. You form a legit relationship and you, you serve them. That person was going to be like, oh my God, like Ashley took the time to answer my egg question. Holy smokes. If you send a voice note. Oh my God. Dude, people's heads yeah. blow up. They're yeah, like, I know. Oh, yeah. Oh my God. Oh my God. You exist. Yeah. yeah. This is your voice. It's you. Yeah. Yeah. This is me. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
you show up and you connect, right? So you show up, you show up consistently and you show up authentically. And then as it relates to like the business side of things, you got to provide solutions. And the only way you're going to be able to do that is if you are in fact the expert, you have to know your stuff. Yeah, totally. And it doesn't matter what it is. It's no, like if you have matter. a group of people that will pay you for how to like make a basket. That's it. Like, like that's- <laughs> 100%. They will pay yeah, you. The exactly. More niche, the better typically because people know for short, for certain, oh, that person can help me. They have yeah. solutions. Right? Yes. So you're authentically, consistently, and you got to know your stuff. You got to be the expert. Yeah. And people, I always say too, because I sort of have a, a personality that is not super like yeah. forward. Yeah. I'm more quiet, more reserved and definitely more introverted and stuff. And I, and that used to, it was an, a limiting belief that I had, like, oh, if I am myself, then nobody's going to come to me because yeah. I'm not loud. Mm -hmm. I'm not like dancing all the time and stuff <laughs> like whatever other people are, are doing. But the more I just embraced my own quiet self, the fact that like I have a, you know, an internal world that might be a little bit more rich than what I put out there. Um, people who were just like, I gave all the quiet people, all the introverted people permission to now have their businesses. And okay. now people have told go. me like, oh, you're an expander for me because I see you, what it is that you're doing. And that gives me permission to just like show up as me. Exactly. You show up authentically and that's who you're going to attract. Yeah. And so, you know, you attracted the introverts that want to do more. They didn't know how. And now suddenly they realize that they can do it. Like we talked about this last week on my podcast, the Roger Bannister effect. Yeah. Roger Bannister was the first guy to run a sub four minute, sub four minute mile. And after he did it, so many people did it. Why? Because they saw it could be done. You gave totally. people permission. You do the same thing. Like you show up and you show up as your authentic self. That's who you're going to attract. And the beautiful thing with the digital space is that you have so many people to choose from. Yeah. Part of our like part of our limiting beliefs and our scarcity, it comes from a real place. Like if you live in a small town, there are fewer people. And yes. so it may be hard to like <laughs> that's real. That actually like that's not like, oh like you're scarcity. I'm like, no, that's kind of realistic. But when you go into the interworlds, the interspace, right? Interwebs has, so uh, Instagram alone has a billion users. As soon as you go into that space, then suddenly you're like, oh, I can be myself. And there's lots of other people out there that, you know, how I am will resonate with them. And I can pick who I want to work with because I have a huge pool to pick from. So I get where it starts, but then we have to actually be, you know, move towards that growth mindset and understand like actually there's plenty out there and now we actually have access to it yeah and just trust that yeah. like your people will find you it'll eventually. take time it's but the only way time. they're going to find you is if you have your actual sign up right if you yes. are like an introvert and your sign on the door says i'm extroverted i dance all the time on instagram yeah your people are going to find you yeah so you're be able to hang up your sign and then stand behind it confidently and show up every single day i've been doing instagram for five years saying the yeah. same thing by the way yes yeah for five years yeah <laughs> Totally. And now totally. it catches on. You got to just keep showing up consistently, authentically. And then if you're trying to sell something, you got to at least know something about it. Yeah, exactly. And now you have a big pool of people that trust you and you're really spearheading this movement that didn't yeah. exist in your particular space, you know, and what an amazing right. role to have for these people. Of the spear, man. I, I put a video up with, if you guys ever have a chance, watch Google Kevin Hart races Usain Bolt. Hilarious mm -hmm. little clip. And the point that I took from that was that Kevin Hart gets a 30 meter, whatever, 30 yard head start on Usain Bolt, who's the fastest man in the world, on a, for a 100 meter dash. And Kevin beats him, right? Which ideally he should get a 30 meter, 30 meter head start. But what I took from that is that 
the best thing you can do for yourself is start now and give yourself a head start, but you know, compared to the other people out there doing it. Yeah. It can feel really difficult to start now, but I t- promise you, it will feel damn near impossible to start in three years when totally. you're like, oh, I should have started and look what everyone else is doing already. So whatever it is, take you know, the step of least resistance and start today. Totally. Well, I could talk to you forever about all of these different topics. Um, I do ask a couple of quick questions at the end. Um, we're big readers here on this show. So what, are, what have been some books that have just had an impact on you? Dude, I'm the worst reader. On my you book. are? I like good book. I have a whole bunch of books behind me in that shelf. You can see, I don't know if I read yes, three. Yes, yes. I start them and I'm like, all right, got it. I'm done. Uh, yeah. I just need to like know the main concept. I don't need like the examples. I'm like, all right. Yes. Uh-huh. So two books that I love. One, just as a fun read, um, is The Giver. It's like a child's mm. book or an adolescent book. Yep. I could read that book over and over again. I just something about it and like transferring memories and the value of memories and life experiences is so good. Uh, and then second book, actually three books. So one, The Giver. Two, The Alchemist, which mm-hmm. is another same, same kind of concept of like, it's like, I guess, a youth book, but love The Alchemist. The ending's a little bit weird, but in general, the message is really good. Uh, and then a book that changed my life was The 4-Hour Workweek. I don't oh, yeah. really like Tim Ferriss. He can be kind of a dick, but mm-hmm. the book itself was the first thing that showed me like, I don't have to wait and like retire to try and start living my life. Yeah. It Roger bannistered me. It had all those examples in it of like people doing things now. And I was like, what? And then I yeah. quit my job like two months later. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and I think too, that shows the power of like being proactive and like asking for stuff too, yes. for like what you want, yes. you know, and not like just sitting and waiting it. around, you know, yes. just like you doing the thing that it is that yes. you want to do like over so and over yet. and over like a million times again, throughout again, your life. Again. Yeah. And again. Um, another question that's purely selfish is what would be your last meal if you were on death row? Oh, geez. Like, and it could be multi-course. So a lot of people are like, but well, what I like so many things. So it's your last chance. What would you be? I don't want to be like, oh, I would say that I would want, and this is going to sound like, I don't want to be racist, but it's going to sound like a black person answer, but I would <laughs> love chicken and waffles. Mm. I used to think that was the weirdest combination that I've had it. And I was like, what have I been doing yeah, my whole yeah. life? <laughs> yeah. It's super good. It's, it's so good. Like, it's sweet, savory. I got some protein in there. Mm-hmm. Great. You got everything. That's that's the first time somebody said that on the show. Well, there uh, you go. I love it. The last question that I ask is, you know, here on the show, we talk a lot about like the woo and we talk a lot about like spirituality, the universe and stuff like that. So I would love to, and you can take this as long as you need to, like your views on what is out there and how it sort of responds to us because it seems just hearing about your path in business that you have had just some sort of like um divine timing things like and really talking about energy and stuff so how do you sort of view like what else is out there in relation to your path so I think one, I love that you use the word woo. And I think it's just a matter of time before people stop using that because we're going to, I think woo exists and I kind of use it synonymously with, we don't have Western science to prove it. So we think it's weird. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, so especially in my world, like people will be like, oh, that energy works up is woo. And I'm like, people have been doing it and getting better for like a gazillion years. So clearly yeah. it works just because we like can't measure it on an MRI 
doesn't mean that it's like, so I love that you use that. And I think that it's like, I'm hoping it's on its way out or it's going to get like reclaimed and be like, yeah, I'm about yes. that blue stuff. Exactly. So, I mean, I think there's science behind it. I think, you know, energy is a real thing. And, you know, if we look at just from a, I'm a science person, from a purely scientific perspective that we understand, like we're mostly made of water. So even things like, okay, the way the moon changes things because gravity is a real thing, it's going to affect the tide, it's going to affect us. So these things we can't, you cannot, it's impossible for us to be like, oh, we have, it has no effect on us. Even if we take it from the perspective of, of again, water, like, Water vibrates with things. Vibration is everywhere. The things that you give off, the things that you do, that energy is transferred, right? It's never lost or, or, or it's stored. So that in and of itself is very real. And that feeling of like, oh, like I just feel weird around someone. Yes, because the energy that they're giving off, your nervous system is picking up. Just because we can't measure it yet, and although we can, it depends on what they're doing doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. So for me, I, I totally believe in it. Uh, and as it relates to kind of attracting things and noticing things, there's a thing called the Bader-Meinhof effect, where it's kind of like a frequency illusion, where when you start looking for something, you suddenly start seeing a whole lot more of it. All right? If you want to, if there's a new car out there that you want to get, like when I wanted to, when I wanted to buy a Jeep, and now that I have a Jeep, Suddenly I was like, man, there's Jeeps everywhere. There wasn't like suddenly like an uptick in the number of Jeeps that were yeah. like, yeah, totally. stay the same. Mm-hmm. But I started noticing that. The same holds true for your beliefs and how you view life. If you are looking for assholes, you're going to find them. You're going to be like, God, they're everywhere. Mm-hmm. If you're looking for positivity and, and good things, suddenly everything you see it everywhere. Like that's why I'm a big fan of practicing gratitude because when you flip yeah. that lens and you start to realize like, you know, I'm grateful for all these things, that one bad thing that happened today, it doesn't matter. Cause you're like, I had 97,000 good things happen today that I'm grateful yeah. for. So, you know, the woo, the energy, the frequency of things, I believe that there's science behind it. And I am hopeful that it will change, you know, people's view of it will change. Uh, but until then I'm going to, stick with it. And that's how I treat my patients. If I do treat your, your thoughts, your beliefs, your wants, your expectations, they, they play into your, the outcomes of things. Your nervous system remembers it. The energy around you, you pick it up and the things that you're looking for, you're going to see. Totally. And I also think too, like that I suffer less if I believe in that, you know what I mean? A hundred percent. It's like if something shitty happens, I'm like, oh, that's just part of it. Is this it? is just part of the plan. Sure. A hundred percent. So if you even think about that from like the nervous system perspective, right? Our nervous system is always seeking safety. Every single thing that it does that we do is to be safe. Pain, that's an output. It's not, it doesn't live in your tissues. It's, an, it's created by your brain. And it's a response to something that it thinks or perceives as being dangerous. And it says, please stop this. Please change. I'm going to give you this warning signal. Don't do this thing. Therefore, how, what we believe about that experience that is going to directly affect the output that our nervous system gives us. If we're scared about something, yeah, it's going to give us that, that type of output. If we think something bad's going to happen, it's going to give us that, that, uh, an output that reflects that. When we start changing our mindset and we're like, actually, that's not that scary. Actually, I can do that. It will give you a different output. You lift weights, you said. Mm-hmm. If you ever go and you go to try and lift a weight, and you could have hit this weight a thousand times before. If you go and you've put that barbell on your back and you stand up and you're like, damn, this feels really heavy today. Yeah. Don't be surprised if you miss that lift because mm. you just told your nervous system, I am not safe. So it didn't give you a strong output 
or an output of strength. It says, uh, you told me this is not safe. I'm going to make you weak so that you don't try to lift this thing and hurt yourself. So yeah, changing your mindset will absolutely change how your body responds and change, change everything because you're, you're talking to the nervous system. Yeah. And I just know that like when I'm on it, when I'm like paying attention yes. to my thoughts, when I, because it's active for me. Yes. Like I said, if I'm, if 100%. I'm relying on like my human brain, like it's yes. not awesome all the time, but if I'm active and I meditate and I am um, deliberate about feeling gratitude and all the emotions that I want to feel, like weird shit begins to happen. hundred percent. And I'm like, it's working. You know what I mean? So that's enough proof for me. Percent, hundred percent. I mean, and for those that are like skeptical, I'm like, what do you have to lose? Yeah, exactly. I'm not actually going to do anything. Like this is free. All this yeah, stuff. Exactly. It's, it's free. Yeah. Right. And it doesn't take that long. <laughs> like, it's just a, a much better way to be. Yeah, exactly. You don't have to buy anything. No, I'm um, not selling anything. It's literally free. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being with me today on this show. Um, that awesome. Please awesome, tell, actually. yeah, it was super, super fun and, and really awesome. Um, tell people how they can find you online and if you have anything coming up that they can be a part of. Totally. So the easy way to find me is going to be on Instagram at the movement maestro. Last, last name, the word maestro is spelled mm-hmm. M-A-E-S-T-R-O. I mean, people can't spell that, um, but that's probably the easiest. Like, I do have in, uh, Facebook, things like that, but easy way to get me Instagram, movement maestro, DM me. I get back to everything and then my little link tree has all the stuff that i'm doing and things like that but just hit me up in dms i'd love to chat perfect definitely reach out to shantae if you have resonated with this uh with this talk and yeah thank you again for coming on thank you it's awesome Ashley. thank you thank you so much for listening to heart food podcast i'm so grateful that you tuned in today if these episodes resonate with you it would be a huge favor to me if you could share it with the people you love and give us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. 